In May 2011, two high school friends and self-identifying film buffs saw the movie Thor together in theaters. These men promptly went their separate ways and mysteriously didn't communicate for a decade. Today, still obsessed with movies, they reunite as podcasters of fortune with a mission to tackle the movies and debates they missed out on for 10 years. On this podcast, there are always... Catching Up. Happy New Year, everyone! It is officially uh, 2022, but as always, me and our, my good friend Aaron Cohorst are stuck yes. in 2011. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a bad sci-fi movie. It's we'll 2011 get, all the time. We'll eventually get to 2012, right? But that's that's the goal. That's the okay. dream. But uh, well, the world but, ended like, in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh man. Some sometimes I feel that way. I feel like we're now we're just you know stuck i cannot believe it's already 2022 right now oh no it's it's insane 2022 it doesn't sound like a real year it sounds like a made-up year like that's 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 a future thing that's not happening no it's here it's here but are um we, are we living so we're living in the 20s now is this the roaring 20s is that what they well we're coming off a uh, uh, horrible pandemic so it, it, I'm, we're, yeah we're coming off <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 sorry. Well, that's I what I was. I was just saying that that's one thing the twenties, both the nineteen twenties and the twenty twenties have in common was a pandemic had happened right right before or right or right then. So anyway, but anyway, this and, is catching uh, up with Aaron Daniel, and I'm yes. Daniel. And and speaking of you know pandemics, it's a perfect lead in to what we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, it is. It absolutely it, is. We'll, but, um, we'll get into it, but seeing seeing part of that was a little bit like <laughs> this is this is kind of hitting a little too close to home yeah. right now. But so uh, fo- following our last conversation about the July 2011 film Cowboys and Aliens, our our next subject is August 2011's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which came out the week after Cowboys and Aliens. Um, this so on our our journey on this podcast, this is a first. Oh, got your copy. Yeah, your Blu-ray copy. I physically own this movie. <laughs> okay, now the question is: Do you, do you regret owning it? Or are you glad you own it? Or... No, I I own the trilogy. Okay. This is one of the best trilogies of all time, in my opinion. So. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, so, I'll say but, it. So. All right, but no, this 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 is a first for for me anyway. I did not see this movie when it came out in 2011. Had no, not seen it in the last two years, so this this is the first time I'd ever watched this movie. Did you have any? You so you did you have any? Had you seen any of the other ones? Mm-mm. Well, like I said, I I thought I think maybe I saw the Mark Wahlberg movie back in 2001. So this is, so this is your introduction to Planet of the Apes, ba- basically. Basically, okay. you know, I've seen clips of the original Charlton Heston stuff. I know that I know I know what happens. Another okay. twist. So, um, but yeah, uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting conversation. I I have fewer notes for this movie because it was my, I think my first time watching it. I wanted to you know pay pay attention to what, really what was going on rather than you know type. But yeah, um, before before we get into Rise of the Planet of the Apes, we first we got to get in the time machine. So, okay. all right, Aaron, you, you drive this time. You you take the keys. You don't want me driving, especially <laughs> especially if we're going back to you know 2011. That was a, that was a rough time for me. So oh, I think oh. drive. I'll just hang out in the back seat. Um, we don't have Einstein, but uh, Zeus is right next to me. Okay. So all right. 
we'll just we'll just chill in the back and you can take the delorean all right let's it's okay we're getting in the time machine closing the door All right, Aaron, it's August 5th, 2011. What is the, the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 on August 5th, 2011? I'm, I'm terrified to see what you're about to be playing on this radio. <laughs> uh, you know, well, if, if this radio worked, it would be playing uh, Party Rock Anthem. Okay. It was the number one song in America, according to Billboard, All this right. week. There, I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Than that, <laughs> what could so. be worse? What, 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 what could be worse? Honestly, a lot of things. A lot of things could be worse than that. I mean, I feel like if you play that at, you know, a wedding now, that, <laughs> that'll still get a, a decent reaction, get some people on the floor and dancing. Maybe, maybe. But. All right. So, as 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 has become your favorite uh, segment on the show, and kind of my favorite, it's um, old news time. Yes. The news that was news in the week of August 5th, 2011. We got a lot this time. Like I was kind of impressed. I can't I can't wait to like break it. Like we're talking about one thing and then it's actually relevant, you know, <laughs> in, in the future. We're like, oh hey, we, we know this. And then, you know, see what well, comes out well, of it. Well when we catch up with the news of <laughs> when it loops back in on itself and we're we're talking about news from 2022. That that's that's gonna yes. be wait. Haven't we haven't we done this already? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, that's, there was a that's, man, if we if we get to the point where we're talking about 2022 <laughs> and we're talking about movies that we're talking about the trailers of, I don't oh man. That's, that, that's when we shut it down. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, this is this is it. This was it was a good run. What you know what we can do if these are saved, we can actually just play what we talked about. <laughs> Or possibly have conversations with our past selves so here's the audio commentary for our podcast yeah, here we go all right so yeah I have a, we have a lot to talk about so august 5th 2011 uh warner brothers released the first official photo of anne hathaway as catwoman uh which featured featured her in her catwoman outfit riding the bat cycle um so the the, the, the drum beat towards the dark knight rises had started by this point was so, it was it the actual bane theme was that what we were hearing <laughs> maybe maybe C- couldn't hear it over bane's voice though so okay. all right. um also second an item uh, i saw on slash films website featuring uh was about gareth edwards who um at the time was in the process of working on a new movie a new movie that wouldn't ever get made but and this, star- this uh, story, the, the person who wrote it said, my good sources tell me that the still untitled project is about a young human child, probably around five years old, and a robot who travel across the galaxy in search of mankind's origin in a world void of humanity and filled with robots. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Gareth is pitching this project as, quote, a robot Star Wars. So, again, this movie didn't get made, but Gareth Edwards would get to, to make a Star Wars movie uh, within the next five years as he would uh, go on to direct Rogue One. So is I thought that was the, a... 
don't know. I'm just thinking about like Lone Wolf and Cub with robots. And mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot of Gareth Edwards thing, or movies. Sorry, yeah. my dog is kind of going crazy right now and jumping in my lap. In a movie we'll eventually be talking about, I've discovered that Zeus is much like a Velociraptor and that he can open doors in my house. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. But We're going to be talking about Jurassic Park? That came out in 1993. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's the only one worth watching, by the way. Um, but Gareth Edwards, I haven't seen a lot of his movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen Godzilla and I've seen Rogue One. And I liked one of those movies. Well, I, I saw Godzilla. I mean, I, I went out of my way to wa- out on my way to watch it because he was going to be directing Rogue One. It, 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 him, him directing that had been announced by that point. So, like, well, I gotta go see it, see what it's all about. I mean, it, it wasn't an exceptional movie, but he brought um, a feeling of big scope to it that I kind of liked, and I think translated well to Rogue One. But I enjoy. I we might eventually talk about Godzilla. But much like the, the movie that we are going to be talking about, I feel like Acts 2 and 3 are a lot stronger than 1. Mm. But I don't know. What else has Gareth Edwards done? Just he, Well, since Rogue One, nothing. Like, he, he has not directed anything. Is he involved since... in uh, the Andor? Andor's? And no. no. Uh, the, the, the guy who came in and replaced... Uh, him, you know, in the middle of production of Rogue okay. One, he's involved. Get all the reshoots. And... Yeah, but I, I'm really surprised surprised that he hasn't done anything in the last five years. Like, I think he did enough good stuff on that movie to warrant something, but nothing, and it's really really surprising. So, um, next item um, on base, yeah, all all these items were pretty much announced on August 5th, or more or less. Mark Ruffalo and Amanda Seyfried were announced as joining the cast of Now You See Me. But a month later, Isla Fisher was announced as taking the place of Seyfried. So I, this is a movie I haven't seen. So, I haven't seen it either. I've seen parts of it. I know the, the reveal at the end of the movie. Okay. But this is, yeah, I, just, I had no desire to see this one. So I, I think I'm going to add this, this movie to our list for, Who? for... I cannot. Eisenberg. Jesse, is that Jesse yeah, Eisenberg? Yeah, he's in it, yeah. He does nothing for me. Okay. Um, he's, for the most part, he is a guy that if he's in a movie, I tend to, you know, steer clear of it. Other than I enjoyed him in Zombieland. Yeah. What about uh, Social Network? I'm not a Social Network fan. Oh, really? Okay. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite movies. I really dug that movie. And I'm surprised there hasn't been a sequel given everything that's happened with Facebook in the last 10 years. So I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that they could do it, but... No, I mean that that's a movie that did that come out? When did that come out? Uh, just, uh now you see me? No, no, no. Uh social network. Uh 2010. That was a 2010 movie. Okay, so, so we're never gonna talk about it. <laughs> I think Andrew Garfield's fantastic in that movie. I think Andrew Garfield's yeah. a, a great actor. I think all the performances are great in that film. I just don't care about oh man. And then yeah, Army Hammer's in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that guy. To no, two of Army Hammer. There's two of them. Okay, and Don't then um, I mean that's that's a trailer that dropped since uh, since we've been talking and haven't gotten to talk about that. The uh, Death on the Nile. 
Oh, yeah. What I, I, what's funny is like I recognize I I recognized him in the trailer, but it was kind of funny. The trailer kind of goes out of its way not to show you him. Exactly. <laughs> so. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that I think Disney's just kind of being like, it's made. We've got to put it out and at least try to recoup some of this. But curious to see how that all goes. Yeah. All right. Next item in uh, old Marvel news. Uh, it was announced that Game of Thrones director Greg Kirk, who directed three episodes of uh, Game of Thrones, was initially tapped to direct Thor The Dark World. Uh, that never happened. Uh, he instead directed the miniseries Great Ex- Expectations, episodes of Luck, an episode of a show called Rogue. And the last thing he directed that's been released was the 2019 movie with Chadwick Boseman, 21 Bridges. Um, so instead of this guy, Greg Kirk, directing uh Thor the Dark World. It was instead directed by another Game of Thrones director, Alan Taylor. Uh, and that was after he replaced Patty Jenkins. Um, she she left over creative differences. Um, that tends to happen quite a bit with uh, <laughs> Disney properties, whether it be Marvel or Star Wars. Was When did Disney buy Marvel? It wasn't at this uh, point, was it? Yeah, it, it, it had been acquired definitely by this point because. Oh, wow. 2009. Hmm. I did not realize it was that early on. It's, so... Star, it's Star Wars that came later. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was 2012. Yeah. Um, so, Iron, so Iron Man had come out, Incredible Hulk had come out. Yeah. And then. Yeah, Iron Man 2 was 2010. So, I, yeah, I'd, I'd completely forgotten it was that early on in the whole MCU thing. But, um, but yeah, Greg Kirk was the initial director for Thor the Dark World um so and I did not know that I did not know that there was a three people involved in that movie at one point or another in directing it um I here's something I learned next item did you know that Steven Soderbergh was a second unit director on the first Hunger Games movie I did not I've never seen the first Hunger Games movie Neither, neither have I, but I, I I don't remember ever hearing that Steven Soderbergh was a second unit uh, director. Um, and there's, there's a quote from him on, on why he did it. Uh, back in April, the Hunger Games director, Gary Ross, who's a close friend of mine, and I've, and I've, and I've exchanged creative favors with non, nonstop for the last 15 years. Uh, when he got the boards for the shoot, he called me and said, hey, first week of August, I got these two days of second unit. Is there any way you can come down and help me out? Because I'd rather you you have have you do it then hire somebody who i don't know soderberg recalled i said actually that works out we'll just be finish, finishing contagion and prepping magic mike and yeah it could be fun so man contagion like we're just yeah that movie had a, saw a spike it's been, back in 2020 it's getting, a, it's getting a little too real all right we're in 2022 right now we need to stop talking about things that remind me about 2020 and being locked in my house so, so. But yeah, that, that's, that's a cool factoid. Uh, very, 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 well, what would you call, I think he'd called S- Steven Soderbergh an auteur or something like that. But uh, yeah, him being a second unit on a, a blockbuster movie like that. So that's interesting. Uh, so fi- final old news note. Um, months before the, Amai- the Amazing Spider-Man re- was released. Uh, th- again, this is 2011. Amazing Spider-Man was released May of... Uh, 2012 uh, months before that movie was released its sequel was already given a release date of may 2nd 2014 uh a sony exec to deadline at the time said i think it speaks volumes 
about our confidence and what we are seeing on the new film and our desire to move quickly on the next installment. I talked about this on the last one with Sony just putting so many, you know, putting the cart in front of the horse with so many titles. I mean, I cannot even remember. I'm sure we're going to talk about it when it comes up, but how many, you know, Sinister Six spinoffs that they had lined yeah. up. It's, you know, they did the exact... Universal did it with the Dark Universe. Uh, Warner Brothers did it with a lot of the DC films. And just make a good movie. I understand that you're all trying to, you know, do what Marvel did, but make one good movie. Yeah. And, you know, get get your fan base and get people excited with that. Just, I... Yeah, this was actually 11 months before Amazing Spider-Man was released because Amazing Spider-Man was July, not May of 2012. You all so, will hear me praise the MCU and Kevin Feige all of the time. I, I, I love what they've given us since 2008, but they have destroyed movies, <laughs> in, in my opinion, and just the way that studios look at everything now because it's not just trying to make one good movie anymore it's how can we make this into a franchise and a universe and doing all of these things and it's just mm. it's going to be really interesting when we get to the it's i think it's it's starting to happen now with us looking back but seeing all these movies that are pretty much just one and done's and have all these post-credit scenes trying to, you know, copy what Marvel is doing and be like, oh, this is what's going to be in the next one. But the movie was absolute shit. Sorry, that's, you know, my first one. And put, put, put a coin in the jar. Put a coin in the yeah, jar. <laughs> and it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we should have the Aaron Swear jar. And then we should have a jar for every movie that we watched during this that led to absolutely nothing afterwards. Yeah. That something else like the dark universe like with the, 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 they had a photo shoot with everyone that they, they like they didn't even have a photo shoot with everyone because everyone wasn't there they all took pictures individually and then superimposed them all right aaron rise of the planet of the apes uh you, you said that you said it's this is one of your favorite trilogies of all time yes uh i have like i said i've never seen this movie uh before last night i watched it um what what are your feelings towards rise of the planet of the apes the first in the trilogy so i oh, I, I guess we, I, I, like i guess we should mention like the, the the second and third entries in this series were directed by matt reeves who was directing uh the, the, the new the new batman he also did cloverfield but he did not do this movie uh this was directed by rupert wyatt um who looking at his IMD page, IMDb page, really hasn't, he's done, the only move, movies he had done before this was something called Subterrain in 2001, The Escapist in 2008. And since then, since this movie came out, the only like notable thing he's done was The Gambler in 2014, which was a Mark Wahlberg joint. I absolutely love this trilogy. This okay. is, I've watched two and three. Uh, I've only, I only watched Rise at the, movie, at the movie theater once. And then I 
tried to watch it again when my ex-girlfriend bought me this box set and she couldn't get through the animal abuse mm. in this. It just kind of rubbed it the wrong way. She didn't want to watch it anymore. So I made it about halfway through it the second okay. time. And then um, upon a rewatch, I still really enjoyed it. The, the third act, which was a lot of what the trailer was, if you go back <laughs> and watch, does really nothing for me yeah we talked about it with thor and other things i'm sure especially in this era but the cgi is very hit and miss Mm -hmm. when they're not when the apes are not having to do a lot of crazy motions and they're not a ton of them and it's just a close-up I think it looks absolutely incredible. Uh, Weta, I believe, is who does the the special effects on this, mm-hmm. and they've gone on to do, you know, the Avengers movies. And I think this was really laying down the groundwork for uh, mocap. Yeah. Films and well, yeah, I remember, I remember when this first came out. Like this was that was kind of the thing that they kind of hung their hat on with this movie was what Andy Serkis did with. Uh, as um, Caesar, um, and, and they should. I I know, I know you're not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. No, but when people think of Andy Serkis, they think of Gollum and how absolutely incredible that performance is. And you know, you, you we can go back and watch those movies, and again, the CGI doesn't hold up, but there's actually a person there, and it's you know it started with what Jar Jar Binks was doing in, in 99, having that CGI <laughs> character. And I mean, yeah. you, you look at it, but I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where they are, they're trying things. And I remember in 2011, it looking very good. Even, even the shots that we might look at now, which I'm, which I'm sure, you know, you going back and you watching this for the first time, you're like, man, this doesn't, this doesn't really look that great. But with that, what it has led to in like what they did with Infinity War and Endgame mm-hmm. and how incredible they made Thanos look in that. And I feel like it really started here with this. And if, if we keep doing this and we watch, you know, um, the second and third installments in this trilogy, you're just going to see that get better and better and better. But I love that Andy Serkis's performance in this is fantastic. And I also had really low expectations for this first one because it is a prequel to, I mean, anytime you hear prequel for the most part, you just, you have this preconceived notion of like, why are they doing this? Did they just run out of ideas? And some of the things that they do, I like a lot. And then some of it is very ham-fisted. Yeah. There's the, the bit with, with Draco. <laughs> like, get your uh, hands off me, you damn dirty ape. It's like, come on. Like, yeah, m- made a note of that. I made a note of that. It's like, okay. And it's, All right. And it's also, like, I think it's, I cannot remember, like, how it goes. But they show the mission to Mars going no, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, that's great. Like, like 
if this is if this is a one and done and it's just you're you're acknowledging the fact that this is when the people from the original are going yeah. up great i love it then the other guy who works with again i'm sorry i'm just going to keep calling him draco works with draco me too he's me too. watching a charlton heston movie oh he was oh he was oh okay I, did, I missed that charlton heston movie i'm like that's nice like that's that's a nice like little easter egg and then but the get your hands off of you damn dirty ape is a little uh... well i'm like uh, i was gonna bring it up eventually but yeah i i did like them including the, the mission uh because I, I i think i was sitting through the movie kind of like are they are they going to ever establish that as as having had, had that mission already left or what but no 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 okay it's 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 here taking off um and i liked that they showed what was meant to be footage of astronauts. Um, and it was specifically footage from the 60s. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, so in this universe, um, has space technology not exactly gotten past the 60s? Is that is that what just, they're just a little grainy, man? I mean, you have to remember, like, go back and look at your phone and pictures that they were taking back in the day in 2011, yeah. see how high quality they are. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a video coming from outer space. So give them a break. But I, like I said, I did, I did appreciate that. That there's a, yeah, we're using sixties footage. That movie came out in the sixties to us. It's like, no, that's good. I like that. Um, there's, there's also so much in this movie that I was very surprised looking back and just how well it all flowed because they're, they're throwing so many different things at you. And it seems it's very like organic, in my opinion. In I, the way I, guess, that... I guess this is where we're we're gonna start disagreeing on it. Um, because okay. I, I, I made this note while watching. Like the first twenty five minutes, really just feel like a lengthy, elaborate montage. Um, it's just like thing happens, thing happens, thing happens, and it, it there's just not really to, to me. It didn't feel like there was a real good flow to it. Um, and then it jumps to five years later. Yes. <laughs> so you jump to the five years later point. That I, that's that's what I'm talking about with because they have to be like, okay, we're testing we're testing this ape. Some problems are happening. Okay, I'm gonna take this this baby ape. But I mean, just you start with you could literally start this movie when it says five years later. And you got it with knowing that John Lithgow is dealing with like Alzheimer's or dementia, mm. which with that, like his performance again is great. Um, dementia, Alzheimer's, that is absolutely terrifying. Mm. That is something that I hope, I mean, I know a bunch of people have to deal with that with family members and so I know that that can hit really close to home. That terrifies me, you know, have like either my parents or my, my grandmother had it and just, just dealing with that and seeing what it did to my dad, like that mm. hit home. And I okay. mean, this was, this was shortly after she passed from it. And, you know, it's in the, it's in the back of my head. I, I thought it was kind of funny that an ape revolution starts because we're trying to find a cure to Alzheimer's mm -hmm. while my second favorite shark movie of all time 
also happens because what? they're trying to discover a cure to Alzheimer's. Have you never seen Deep Blue Sea? No. Watch <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it, all right? Okay. So. Um, like, my main, like, like I said, I, I haven't seen the other eight movies, and I know we've kind of had this discussion with about prequels with Star Wars where you say, well, what, you, you already know how it ends and all that. Um, but you know, I'm a Star Wars fan to start with, so I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, but not being an apes fan, but knowing, okay, this is the start of a trilogy that, sh- that shows off how apes take over the planet. <laughs> like, like that's not really enough for me to like, want to get on the train to, fi- to see, see Which, this. Which again is, is so surprising because of how well this movie did. Like, I mean, obviously, like, Star Wars is this absolutely huge property. Yeah. Everybody wanted more. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is coming after Tim Burton's movie, which, for the most part, was a flop. Yeah. This is a a dead franchise, which leads to a very, like, well-done trilogy. I can't. I can't think of a. a is I mean, is there another prequel trilogy? Is it? It's. It's this in Star Wars, right? Um, well, Hobbit, right? The The Hobbit was written before. I mean, the the Hobbit existed. What What is what I'm saying? Like, there's mm-hmm. no. There's no new material, and man, God, those those movies are bad. Like, I. I will. <laughs> I will not. I don't know if we've discussed this, but. Like I'm all about Andy Circus and what Weta does, but dear God, do not make us watch the Hobbit movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make you. I okay. saw the first. I mean, I like saw, I saw the first do, one. If you do like was... a fan thing, or people are like, oh, we want you to talk about the Hobbits. I'll tell you this now: they're horrible. I've seen them all one time, and that's all I want to do. I will talk about Lord of the Rings. I will watch the extended editions all day, but do not make me watch those. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I watched the first one in theaters and was like, "This is not for me." So, um, but you know, that being said, what I said about not really caring is like, why would I want to watch a movie about apes taking over the world? The very first scene of this movie is a very effective way of getting you to care about the apes when, when they're being hunted down in the the forest of whatever country that was supposed to be. It's like, okay. You got me for, you got me, all right, I'm here. I get yeah. it. But still, like, in a vacuum, if I'm watching this in 2011, um, nothing in the movie hooked me enough to make me be excited for the sequel that would come out, you know, okay. three years That's, later. That, that, was, that was my next question, is, what, like, so, okay, so you have no interest, if, if we weren't doing, if we weren't doing a show, yeah, if we weren't doing the show, I, I would. I mean, but I mean, like, if we if we weren't doing the show, you would have no in- after watching this one, you would have no interest in watching the second one. Not really, mm-hmm. um, not really. Um, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's not. Um, it, but there there wasn't enough for me to get really emotionally invested in it. Um, also, it's like what's very interesting is that, like I kind of looked briefly looked at each of the movies in the series, and you don't. It's very rare. Uh, is you get three entries in a trilogy and the cast for each movie is different. Like J- J- James Franco's in this first one. He's not in the next two. 
Um, like you got Gary Oldman in one of them. Uh, uh, crud. Um, Woody Harrelson. Woody, yeah, Woody Harrelson in, in, in the third one. So I think that's 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 unique. You you have a different outside of Caesar. You have a very different core for each of those movies, and that's not something you see every day or very often. You don't see it at all, <laughs> to be honest. And I mean, I hadn't really thought of that, but that's that's another thing that's very interesting about this film and this franchise in general. I'm I'm curious to see when we eventually get to talking about the second one and and you know eventually the third if your viewpoint has changed on it mm-hmm. um like i said I've, I've watched two and three i've watched those multiple times mm-hmm. uh this one again this was only my second time watching it and i still i i really enjoyed it but i think that also has to do with the fact that i know where it's going yeah i mean because it, it's it's like oh yeah we all obviously know where it's going apes take over but there's so much there's so much more to it in two and three than just being like yep apes took over the world here we go like so, so how, how the second movie um dawn of the planet of the apes like how long after the first one does that take place it's, it's a couple of years okay afterwards okay. so they spoiler for this for the second one like they haven't taken over a- apes haven't taken over they can't they can't all talk at this point or anything are they they're just all ha- kind of living they, on their own are they just hanging out on that island next to the bridge is that it they've they've set up there they've set up a like a commune but the human race has been dealing with that virus yeah okay so it's you know it wrecked us and okay. then, and then it has to deal with them coming into contact with a group, which I, I mean, they know that a group, a group of humans. Okay. So they they know what's going on with, you know, they blame apes because I mean they saw what happened on the news and then it's what came out afterwards. This is me giving a plot synopsis for a movie that I haven't seen in <laughs> in a while, but yeah, it's just it's very interesting because you think that it's just like, Oh, it's rise of the planet of the apes. Like we're going straight to this to, you know, Dr. Sayus. No, it's, it's not that way. And it's a, it's a slow build. And even when we get to, you know, the third act, it's still not there. It's, they're still not, you know, going around talking and it's, it's, it's very, it's again, goes back to what, Andy Serkis and his his driving point with this and just how talented and talented of an actor he is with this and how incredible it is what Weta is doing as far as being able to convey like so much emotion mm-hmm. out of you know CGI characters that aren't talking and what they can do even when it you know it's not the cleanest and you can tell that it's a CGI character but there's actually somebody there so there's weight and they're reacting to it and actors are being able to react to it as opposed to other films where it's they're just on a green screen yeah behind them and they're so i don't think anybody had a uh mental breakdown like ian mckellen did with the hobbit (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard that okay oh okay you need to look up the story about ian mckellen just absolutely like losing it on set like crying because he's just surrounded by green screen and he's talking about him being an actor and this isn't what he got into acting for hmm. wow i've never i've never heard of that I'll, I'll definitely have to do that um so what 
one thing I found odd about this movie was J- James Franco. Like, first off, I'm not a James Franco fan. Like, he's he's not getting he's me. To, so to, good, man. He's so, so good. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, so good. J- James so Franco's good. not getting me into a theater to watch a movie by himself. James, I think that, there's there's been one movie that I've specifically gone to see James Franco, and it wasn't necessarily because you know he it, him it was because of the movie like that he got made and that was the disaster artist okay i i went to go see the disaster artist he's but how many how many actors are there that hey this actor's in this movie i'm gonna go see this for you now i mean not because it's not because it's a franchise not because yeah. it's this just a specific actor is that is there one harrison ford technically Though I don't go see all of his movies in theaters. Um, crap. Uh, who, who played Skullbones in the Captain America? Crossbones? Yeah, Crossbones. Uh, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Him. I, like, he will get me to watch, almost watch, anything he's in. Okay. Um, he, I have ca- two. I have two. It's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and it's Ryan Gosling. Those are the two. That Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Wow. Okay. Um, I I could also I could say Chris Evans too, just mm. because I enjoy his film choices. Aside from just Captain America, I really enjoyed Knives Out and Snowpiercer. So, but uh, yeah, the, the actor. Why, why can't I think of his uh, name? Because I really do like him. Um, shoot. Uh, I can picture him. The pur- the yeah. purge to so Catherine and I are rewatching Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. So we're we're watching SVU from the beginning. I think we're on like season seven at this point, and he's in it at one point. And it's just it's funny going back and watching you know network television from the early aughts. Yeah, just seeing all these like baby face actors. You know, Go Bernthal was on one too. So watch miami vice like go watch like just the first season of miami vice are you talking about the like the remake or no, the, 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 no not, not the movie the tv show from the the, the original miami vice go watch okay. the first season there are so many people on that first season that will wind up being huge stars like bruce willis has a guest guest role on an episode and it's real quick with bruce willis because I have this conversation anytime I talk about Nicolas Cage. Okay. That is a good comparison. That really is. Nick Cage and Bruce Willis will pretty much do any movie (laughs) if you're paying them the right amount of money. Yeah. The difference is Bruce Willis does not give a shit. That's two. (laughs) About anything. He is phoning it in. He is there for a paycheck. Nicolas Cage, every single movie that I've seen him in, is doing everything that he can and is giving everything to that performance. Yeah. I know I give you a lot of grief about Ghost Rider all of the time, but you know we, what? We, we haven't actually given shared that story on here in full fully yet. <laughs> one, one of these days we will. But I love Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I don't love I don't love Ghost Rider. But I own Ghost Rider too, <laughs> so <laughs> he just Elvis in that one, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he is. But you know, 
God bless them. And God, God bless them both that they can both, uh, you know, still collect paychecks. I think the last movie I enjoyed. Oh, speaking of that, Crossbones. I cannot remember his name. You just said it. Frank Grillo. Frank yes. Grillo. He was in a movie with Bruce Willis not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it? No. Are you going <laughs> to see it? It's a, hey man, if you want to get together and have drinks and watch it sometime, sure. I'm not, it's New Year's. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying not to drink. We're filming this, we're filming this on the fourth and I'm currently four days sober. Okay. So, okay. All right. <laughs> Like I said, uh, Frank Grillo. We'll see how long that lasts. If you're like, hey, I'm bringing beer over and we're going to watch this Bruce Willis movie. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So. <laughs> but a Frank Grillo, like, he will make me interested in anything he does. I think he elevates stuff that he's in. Interesting. Um, is it because it, a lot of the stuff that he does is very, like, bottom tier? <sighs> not, I, heard not really, a... I heard really good things about the one he did with Gerard Butler recently. Gerard Butler. Oh, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I, I think it's called Cop Shop. Is that what it's called? Something along those lines. Something like that. But yeah, I do want to see that one. But did you see uh, his Hulu movie that he did? That the time loop, like boss big was it boss mode or something like that? No. Oh, it, you should check it out. It's on Hulu. It's it's okay. it's a time. It's it's not good. The script's not great. It's not. Right. But well, it's a time loop movie, and when it's doing the time loop stuff, it's so much fun. All it's right. generally funny, it, but when it, outside of that, it when it when it slows down to like do actual plot advancement, it's like not good. Um, of movies that are on Hulu, real quick. Um, for Christmas, one of the gifts I got um, Catherine was three different Nicolas Cage movies. Okay, got her uh, Adventures in Willie's Wonderland. I believe is the name of it. I got her Prisoners in the Ghost Land, and I got her Pig. I want to watch Pig. I want to watch Pig that. is on Hulu, and we watched it recently, and it is one of my favorite movies of 2021. It is mm-hmm. incredible. So that's how we're list. supposed to be talking about a movie that came list. out in 2011. Talking about a movie that came out last year. I can say that now since it's 2022. Um, but watch Pig. It's yeah. great. Um, going back to. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. James, Fra- James, James Franco. <laughs> James Franco. Not necessarily James Franco. I mean, if we're going to be talking about like villains, if you want to, if you want to go there, um, it has two really nice payoffs to dick characters getting killed. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I know the the Malfoy death. Yes, and then on the bridge, the. Uh, the head of the the corporation oh, oh. that James Franco works for, D- David Oello, Oello, is that his pronounce his name? Yeah. But seeing seeing him get off when, Co- is it Copa? I don't know. I I don't know the he other eight names. He's he's a the the one that they test on, and he just pushes him off the bridge. I was like, man, this is great. The uh, I understand with what you're saying as far as I'm, I'm going back and I'm, you know, doing my Rolodex and thinking about how the movie ends and it's very just kind of like, eh, yeah. with, it's like, oh, hey, we're just, you know. This, this, this very much feels like a movie you make in order to get to the other stuff. It's like, what, this, 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 this is a place setting movie to set up better things. That's really what it felt like. It just felt and, like we're, we're, we gotta, we gotta get this done to, 
just to get it done. But the the thing is, is that I don't necessarily know if one, if they thought that this was going to be a trilogy. Yeah. Because I feel like one thing that I, you know, I discussed previously, it's like, just make a good movie, just make a good movie and we'll follow you afterwards. Yeah. The post credit scene in this. Oh, I, I didn't know there scene, was one. So it shows. Oh, okay. So did you, it, did you not stay after? Okay. Yeah. So as soon as the credit started, it's like, okay, I'm done. Okay. So the end of this movie, since you haven't seen this and it might make you feel a little different is the dickhead neighbor who like attacks John Lithgow and then Caesar attacks him. Yeah. You hear him talk about how it's like, I need to get to the airport now. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, the other scientist sneezes on him. The one, the one who gets infected and ends up dying. He's a pilot. Okay. So it's him, it's him going to the San Francisco International Airport. Okay. Okay. And he's he's in there, and then you just see like his nose bleeding, and then it shows all of you know the flights that are going out there. So it with that, it's just showing how it all got exposed. Okay, because that was that was one thing I I thought like while watching this was like this whole virus thing that this is being feels very underplayed, kind of kind of like afterthought. Which I get, like you're setting something up, yeah. So you don't have to fully address it, but it, even watching is like, I feel like there could be some more to this to to beef it up a little bit. So just, I mean, I don't know where you watched it. My, if, my, just, uh, just on my TV in my room. Uh, but I mean, like, I don't. What what did you watch it on? I mean, did oh. you have to pay for it or? Yeah, I rented on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure if you went on YouTube, you <laughs> could watch watch this post credit scene. Yeah. And. You know, I feel, I thought that was very well done. And I feel like this movie stands on its own. Like if it was just like, this is the one movie, we made this, and then you go and, I feel like you could just watch this and then go into the first movie. Okay. But again, this is, that's another thing with this. It's always funny when you have prequels. It's just like, how how do you watch them in order? Because- yeah it screws up everything as far as like you knowing what's going on. Mm. So it's like, do you watch the first Planet of the Apes movie and then you watch this one? Or yeah. that, that's, that's the thing that always intrigues me about prequels. But on, on the subject of prequels real quick, what are some of your favorites that aren't called episodes one, two, and three? <laughs> um. At what point do you start calling Star Trek movies prequels? Um, that you don't at all because it loops. Um, prequels, I don't. Man. Okay, real, real quick on the Star Trek thing. Um, I, I'm sure I'll say it real quick, but I just want to explain it. If I ever say they Star Trek themselves, it's you have this continuity and yeah. then you spin off of something else and you don't shit. That's my third one. That's all I can say on all of the things that came before it. So yeah. you don't, you know, make your fan base very angry for, yeah. and you can start off and do all these things. So, but yeah, prequels, what what are some of your- I'd have to like look up prequels just to like remind myself. Um, you talked about one of mine previously with X-Men First Class. Oh yeah, that would be one, I guess. Um, so for me off the top of my head, I'm sure I'll forget one. It's X-Men First Class. It's Underworld Rise of the Lycans. And um, 
the last Final Destination movie. Okay. Just because I didn't know that it was a prequel. <laughs> they don't oh. they don't they don't they don't, play, they don't play it off as a prequel. Yeah. The one previous, okay. they said it's the last one. And then they're like, why are they making this one? And then there's the twist at the end, and you realize it's a prequel to the first one. Mm-hmm. I was like, Chef's kiss, way to go, guys. You did it. Does does Captain America first adventure count? No, neither does Captain Marvel. All right, none of that. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, I guess like, Captain Marvel could technically be a prequel. That's rough, but I don't know. Do you have any? Not, not, not off the top of my head. Like I, I would need to Google. I need to Google. But one and solo. There's your, there's your well, well, yeah. I mean, one, two, and three. Yeah. Rogue One's so good. Um, but anyway, back to playing the Mandalorian a prequel. Is the Mandalorian a prequel? Sequel. No, that's a sequel. It takes after place after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but it came out after the sequel trilogy. <laughs> so it is and this, this, and this is where things get complicated. It's a prequel to the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Now so anyway, now they got to lead into this. Back, What's back. Happen to Grogu, man. Kylo Ren. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Star Wars when we get back to back to, to 2022. Um, so uh, back back to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Did you find it funny that James Franco's character is is apparently in a relationship with this woman for five years and has this room full of research notes and displays and everything, and she apparently doesn't know what's going on at all. Like she like. What, whatever happens and then there's a scene where, where she follows him into that room and she's like okay explain this whole caesar thing to me i was like where you been for five years well i mean i'm i'm dating a woman right now who i live with i don't think that they were living together and i have all of this stuff behind me i have a room dedicated to toys comics and action figures she has no idea about any of this stuff so i completely understand that and then it's also one of those things where i'm sure she gets the general gist of it where he's doing it to try to take care of his father but i mean does she really care in in it's like it's his job uh, and i'm, it, I'm it, sure it a lot took, of the, it just stuck out to me it's like what I would think you would know what his job is, right? <laughs> so this well, is I mean, job. I'm sure, like, based layman's terms, yes, she knows what it is, but, I mean, how much of it, you know, just goes over somebody's head? Yeah. I know, I know basic basic math, but if somebody's, you know, trying to teach me astrophysics, like, that's their job as a rocket scientist, I'm not really going to be able okay. to follow, so. All right. The, the scene where d- the David Oello's o- o- character arrives at the facility and it's being attacked it's been infiltrated or whatever by, by all the apes and you, there's that scene of him surrounded by apes and then apparently like starting to chase after him and then he runs out of the facility and the next shot is him getting on this helicopter no apes like no apes anywhere <laughs> money bro <laughs> um yeah well Again, like that scene that was really marketed heavily is my least favorite part of the movie. Oh, no, I was was sitting there through that scene, pretty much the entire third, that yeah, everything with them just 
running through through the streets of San Francisco causing mayhem. I kind of laughed through the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> because it's what you, I, I see like two police cruisers, one pest or pet control Look, guy. Man, not everything has a crazy budget. All right. And I guarantee you if there's a bridge battle scene, especially in, you know, taking place in San Francisco, it's a very hit or miss whether or not that movie is going to be good. All right. Look, we got a good one here. The action scene might not have been that great. No. But you know what? Movie was good. As opposed to X-Men The Last Stand, where that battle scene, probably the best part of the movie. And then, you know, now they're just trying to build bridges, bro. Just trying to build bridges. <laughs> so. All right. So we, we talked about, you know, how Rise of Planet of the Apes, it they probably weren't sure whether it was going to be good or not. And that's, I think that's probably part of the reason, possibly, why this got released in August. Because this was still, you know, 10 years ago, a period where the summer movie season specifically started May yeah. and more, more or less ended in July. And then August was kind of like leftovers. All right, this, this is uh, kind of, we're just, we're just putting this here. It was sort of a dumping ground at that Can point. You- Here's here's a question. I mean, and it, it happens. It happens every you know year. Obviously, not the last couple because of what we've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, but there's always those surprises that come out with yeah. studios that that hit, and obviously, you know, this was one of them. I'm I don't have the numbers in front of me, Daniel. If you want to pull them up, like what was the box office on this compared to oh. the the budget? And then okay, I know budget. I tell you really harped on it with cowboys and aliens but what what's the rotten tomatoes score on this uh one? hold on okay well opening weekend uh rise of the planet plenty of apes earned 54 million okay um which in 2011 in august that's that's impressive um that's that's i can and it, got, it had a little bit of legs it, it made um 27 million the, the next weekend 16 million the weekend after that um so I think another thing, I mean, especially with a movie like this, it's nice to hear that the drop-off was about half afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's word of mouth. It didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of times where movies will come out and especially now that, you know, they call it the Twitter effect. It happens a lot sooner now because of the Twitter effect, but yeah. word of mouth and being like, you should you should watch this movie. Like it's it's better than, you know, you thought it was going to be and like and like we were talking about too it's a prequel to a franchise that's pretty much dead at this point yeah like so i don't i don't think no, i don't expectations think, for this were, were people asking for this franchise at this point that that's kind of i wish i could go back and gauge that well, were people no wanting i don't to happen? i don't think they were and this wasn't this wasn't a one where i believe the studio was like hired people to write a screenplay of this Mm-hmm. I believe the screenwriters for this film came up with the idea and went and you know made the pitch yeah. for it. So um, that's that's another that's another cool thing about this movie is you know it wasn't just you know a project that was given given to someone because hey it's a it's what happens a lot now it's why we have so many reboots and and spinoffs it's somebody being like yeah. I, I want I want to do this I want and because it was a dead property, they probably were like, sure, go for it. 
So, but what was the what was the budget compared to like what it made? Well, well, according uh, to uh, Box Office Mojo, uh, the budget was ninety three million, um, and it made like I said fifty four million opening weekend. It went on to make domestically one hundred and seventy six million, okay. and just total worldwide four hundred eighty one million. So that's just a bona fide hit. That yep. so it it's no shocker that they well yeah we're going to do more. We're going to do more. <laughs> and, and another thing with this is I was watching a Hot Ones with Matt Damon where he was talking about how movies, why the studio has gone to doing all of these remakes and trying to do these franchises because, you know, Blu-ray and DVD and physical media is, is dead. Like you could have a bomb at the box office and then recoup mm-hmm. your money. And that industry is pretty much gone now as far as people, you know, buying physical media so they don't take risks like they used to. But hearing that this was a $93 million movie, that's, that's kind of crazy to me because I think the Spider-Man movie that just came, that we were talking about was like $100 million was the budget. I, I, I would imagine it'd be more than that. <laughs> like, probably more well, than well, that. Go, go look up the budget for No Way Home. Well, uh, Google says... 200 million though okay, i don't i don't i don't know if that's how legitimate that number is um but that's what it says on wikipedia so i have no idea well, 200 million i'm sorry i was i was wrong um inflation people so <laughs> it's a thing no i man, and, to, and to answer your other your other question 82% on run, on critic score on run tomatoes 77% audience score so that's very good for this kind of movie that comes out and again in august what was traditionally a dumping ground it's it's one of those movies that again it's not it's very rare in a trilogy that the first one out the gate is the weakest and i feel that way about this one yeah but i still really enjoyed this and even with its flaws like i'm ex- i'm excited to see what you think of afterwards when we talk about two when, when we watch two and three mm-hmm. so like i said like i did i don't hate the movie um it's not bad um but it just yeah it wasn't it wouldn't have been enough in a vacuum where this podcast doesn't exist uh for me to like yeah i guess i'll go see the other one it, here's, so. here's a question that i that we haven't discussed yet has there been a movie that we've gone back in this time machine and watched and discussed that you would want to watch again that you would see that you could see yourself on like a weekend going and just putting it on yeah captain america x-men first class um okay. super eight yeah um okay. yeah um but this one no i don't i this is not a sunday afternoon killing time movie for me okay so but i think do you have anything else about rise of the planet of the apes I don't, other than I'm very excited to watch two and three now after watching, after watching this. So, All right. I, didn't watch, I didn't watch this one with Catherine, so I'm, I'm going to have to watch two and three by myself. And I don't know if I'm going to wait to watch them like until we talk about it now, or if I'm going to mm-hmm. just be like, hey, I kind of want to watch two and three right now. So, okay. Um, oh, so- real quick, real quick with this. Since I know when we get back to 2022, we're going to be talking about uh, the Batman, Andy Serkis, 
mm-hmm. um, is, is Alfred. Yeah. And then in the second one, we have Gary Oldman, Commissioner Gordon. So some Batman tie-ins going into <laughs> yeah. the future. Yeah. All right. So before we yeah before we get back to the timeline the the back to the timeline the time machine uh, the next movies we'll be doing uh, we got two consecutive double features uh, but the first one will be Conan the Barbarian and Fright Night uh, again the, the uh, this will be the second episode in a row featuring movies I haven't seen so I will t- I will tell you this now up until I watched Jupiter Ascending which so it went, The Scorpion King was the worst movie I ever saw. Okay. Then I watched Conan the Barbarian, and then that was the worst movie I ever saw. And then Jupiter Ascending has taken the throne. Like, Jupiter Ascending is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And I love Chain. All right. Uh, but I'm, I'm very, you haven't seen any of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan films. So no. This is like your intro to Conan. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I. Well, would I'd rather. I'm I I feel bad that this is your intro to this character because I grew up with this character, so I can I I also can't wait to hear like your thoughts on this. Well, I'm 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 kind of glad I haven't, so I can actually judge the movie on its own merits rather than the thing that came out thirty years before. All right. So well, and then what's what's going to be fun about this too is this is Jason Momoa playing Conan, playing this barbarian. And then in a couple episodes, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. And his performances are so drastically different in both of these films, or film and television show. And I'm just like, God, why could you not have like played Conan like you played yeah. Paul Drago in Game of Thrones? But, and then Fright Night, I love that movie. I it's one of the few horror remakes. I know horror is not really like your genre. No horror um, comedies. I, I I love horror comedies. Okay, so this this is definitely one of them. Have you ever seen the original? No. So okay, see now like this is this is. I don't know. We we talked about it. I remember talking about it on the first episode where we were talking about there not being like a huge difference in our age and like movies mm-hmm. that we grew up with. But I'm just like. I grew up with Conan. But, there, but there's a difference with... in genres that, that we grew up Yeah. With. So, but, so, again, you don't like that, that fantasy of Acre. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, I don't know. It's, it's, very, it's very fun for me, you know, discussing films with someone seeing them at a different point in their life and after different things. So, mm-hmm. so but yeah, after that, yeah, after that, we'll have uh, Goon and your next uh I've seen Goon and I did not see Goon until 20 until 2020. I actually watched that during the the first wave mm. of the pandemic and I but I haven't seen your next. So oh I think I think have you have you seen um Ready or Not? No. I'm oh, not. oh okay. I've heard good things about Ready or Not, but that's one of those films okay. that slip through the cracks. Okay. Um I think I th- I think you'll like it. I hope you like it. I've only seen it once. Like that's a movie I've I I I saw it. Did I see it in theaters? I think I saw it in theaters and loved it. But but after that, we have our one of two TV show episodes. Person of interest. Person of interest. Have you started it yet? No. You you okay, man? New Year. I time it's, to get it's here. A, it's after Christmas, and <laughs> I had my future in-laws in town from last Wednesday 
through <laughs> or, i'm sorry the wednesday before christmas to the wednesday after christmas so i was doing that and then you know this is called catching up and i haven't talked about it yet i proposed to my girlfriend yeah. now fiance on new year's yep congratulations so, thank you that's that's another thing that happened so it's been it's been a busy couple yeah. uh couple of days so i'm 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 getting ready to start it and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing jesus christ as batman <laughs> that yeah basically so but yeah those are those are what our next three episodes should be uh pending i don't know something weird but uh yeah all right back in the time machine aaron we have can we stay here can we stay in 2011 because i mean honestly i don't i don't exactly know how 2021 is going to be panning out but wait yeah. if since we're here can we tell it can we tell us to like invest in bitcoin right now <laughs> or like does that no 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 zoom invest we won't in have zoom. a podcast invest in zoom so <laughs> that's, that's the thing so but uh now we, we, we can't just we can't disturb the timeline Aaron. Right. we can't we can't <laughs> all right we'll skew off all right so all right back in the time back in the time machine Yay. you're driving all right all right all right oh we i gotta put gas in it hold on <laughs> all right back in the time machine we go